Welcome back, everyone, to Season 5 of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast, located in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Throughout this season, CEO Linda Kelly will be discussing a variety of mental health and wellness topics with guests from all walks of life. The more we talk about it, the more we can normalize it. A quick note to our listeners. The Kelly Mental Health Podcast was created to provide relatable information about psychology and mental health and to help you get to know our team a little better. Episodes can contain triggering language and adult content. It is not a substitute for counseling and any advice herein is provided for general information purposes. If you'd like to book a session with one of our mental health specialists or find out more about us, please check out our website and contact us at kellymentalhealth.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. We are excited to be here today. This is season five, episode five. And today we're talking, I guess, all sorts of vulnerability. Um, I, Linda had a great idea for a podcast and we figured let's just get on here and talk about it because that's what we do, right? So welcome, Linda. Thank you. Yeah. It, well, when you asked me, well, what is it that you want to talk about? I said, vulnerability. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> Uh, yep. vulnerability is something that we can probably spend oh god you could you could talk about it every episode in fact I think we do honestly somehow right? yeah yeah we intertwine it in always because mm-hmm. it, of course you know vulnerability is it needs to be present in order to trust the people around you and when we're talking about depression we're talking about anxiety we're talking about any kind of mental health issue even a world issue uh it usually involves some kind of vulnerability mm-hmm. and we have to be able to own that and not hide from it in order to be productive and, and proactive in how we're handling things. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. One of, so one of the, one of the situations that came up was when we were talking about suicide prevention, mm-hmm. uh, I, a lot of times will try to, tell people, well, hey, it's not just about the person that's going through this that needs to speak up, but it's how we receive that message. So I'm usually kind of harping on the people around that person. You make, make sure that you're encouraging them, make sure that you're open, make sure that, you know, that you don't necessarily say the wrong thing. But yeah. people get really, I don't know, I guess they sometimes when they don't know the right thing to say, they say the worst things. Yeah, without meaning to. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Cause they can block you if you try to, yeah. ex- if you try to be vulnerable and own that vulnerability and explain how you feel. Sometimes people will say, Oh, you shouldn't feel that way. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, you just threw a wall up. Yep. But yet there's a lot of merit. And even if you are the receiver of the information, owning that vulnerability as well, like, Hey, I don't know what to say. I wish I knew what to say to make it better. But uh, I'm listening and I'm hearing you. Mm-hmm. I feel I, like that's big. Yeah. I feel like that's so difficult sometimes to, to, to own your vulnerability in itself. I have a hard time doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you get feedback, uh, okay, <laughs> one of the things that we have to do as a social worker every year is uh, participate in a continuing competency program. And so what that means is you do a self-evaluation where mm-hmm. you just say, hey, like, what do I need to learn? And what, what do I, what kind of studies can I take on this year? And what do I con- accomplish as of last year, whatever. But one of the questions is, mm-hmm. how do you think 
your colleagues would rate your knowledge or your skills? Oh, wow. It's the worst question in the entire world. <laughs> no kidding. Right. I would be overthinking that so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know. I Half the time I have to leave. Like, that's the one where, where I'll actually feel stopped. I will not be able to do it. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I just skip it. But I wonder if you could tell me about a time maybe where you had to seek feedback or you received feedback that was really difficult. Like what stops us from really openly being vulnerable and just saying, okay, tell me what you think. Well, I think, I think in any situation, I mean, with work, like with, with, you know, with my job, I've, uh, I do welcome feedback, but sometimes I interpret it a different way. Um, I think tone, like for me, like really it depends on it. Um, that's like a huge thing for me. So I guess it really, it, it has to come as like a actual helpful, like, you know, time, um, not, not like almost like an attack because it has happened like that before. Um, but for me, mostly like when, when I think of vulnerability, I, I personally, I think of, you know, the, like my past um, for the, like the longest time growing up, I was always told um, like when my dad passed away, I was nine and I was always told, you know, you're so like so strong and all that kind of stuff. And, um, then that kind of settled into my, like, I took that as like, I have to be strong. I can't show emotions. I can't cry. Um, you know, and then I took care of my mom for two years while she was sick and then she passed and I got the same thing. You're so strong. You're so strong. So it was really weird. It was, it's kind of, for me, I just took vulnerability for the longest time um, in my life as a negative thing. Like it was a sign of weakness. So I'm actually working through that right now and trying to, you know, own my emotions and be open about it and communicate. So it's a challenge, but you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, the, if we think about, well, actually, uh, Brene Brown is all, all about vulnerability. You know, she, oh, that's, that's amazing. all her, yeah, I mean, that's that's all her research is about owning your vulnerability, the power of vulnerability, leading with vulnerability. Like that's mm -hmm. it's a big buzz topic these days, yeah. because I do read about that a lot where they say, you know, you can't act like this cold, closed off, fearless leader these days. Mm -hmm. You have to be upfront and open with people. And that's something obviously I've always tried to do almost to a fault <laughs> mm -hmm. with uh, with our clinic is just be open like, hey, I don't know how to do this and I'm mm -hmm. trying to do the best I can but even though I don't know I will figure it out yeah I'm actually um reading a book um her name is Najwa Zebian um mm -hmm. she is a, a Canadian she's an activist she's an author she has done TED talks she she's written a bunch of books um and she's also like a uh, she's a poet kind of thing but she just um I just purchased her book it's called Welcome Home it's a guide for building a home for your soul. And it actually, there's a huge, um, lots of it actually talks about, you know, um, like your emotional dead and your vulnerability and all this kind of stuff. It's a really good read, actually. I'm really getting into it. I flew through her first, <clears throat> excuse me, her first book. It was called Mind Platter. Um, and that, again, it touches a lot on uh, vulnerability as well and just kind of owning it and um, kind of understanding it, like researching it 
and like really diving in, not avoiding it <laughs> like I did for years. So yeah, um, yeah, no, they're they're really helpful. That's what I'm kind of I'm going into a lot. I've been flying through books lately, which oh, wow. is uh, yeah. I don't like 200 page books. I'm like flying through them in like a night. I can't put them down. <laughs> so <clears throat> which is nice, you know. It's just I'm trying to learn a little bit more about myself, and I'm still talking to a counselor, and so that that's been good too. And just trying to dive into it. So, but it's hard. It's hard owning your vulnerability. I think. Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of people you know I think right now too there's been a lot of you know passings in Thunder Bay um, you know overdose related and I think it's bringing up a lot of stuff for people as well and so I think everyone's just having a hard time right now I think I think there's just always stuff going on there's of course yeah. I know we we reflect so often about okay it's been a really hard few months but then it always feels like it's been a hard few months because what we're doing when we meet and we talk about this stuff is we are processing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make sense out of it. When you, when you say, Linda, what's your final thought? I go, okay, here's this thing that I learned. <laughs> and I, I don't know, maybe it applies. Maybe I'm constantly having to learn. Uh, but that's, that's my vulnerability too, is the feeling of, I need to know everything in order to speak with some authority, but I don't know everything and I never will. And, and if I knew something once, I'm going to forget it. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and read about it again and come up, you know, talk about it as if it's just this mind blowing moment. I've forgotten more about psychology than most people will ever learn. <laughs> and that's not to say that it's gone. It's just, I don't use it every day and I, I'm on to other stuff. Which is why yes. training and continuous learning is really important. <laughs> I love learning. It's so important in anything, right? Like it's just, it's just an ongoing process. It's just what happens as we get older. We just, I like learning. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we should always be learning and growing and developing. There should always be something uh, in the presentation that I was doing this morning. We were talking about stress management, and one of the uh, one of the ways that we counter stress is basically not putting our all our eggs in one basket so if we derive our entire personal value from the way that we perform at work we have one bad day at work and it's like wow life is over so mm -hmm. uh part of that is also kind of doing some doing some self-evaluation and research and figuring out like what excites me what can i learn about what you know i'm watching videos on how to embroider things now now I got to go buy more stuff. I... Predicting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you notice about the knitting. I did that for a little while, but now I never have a free hand for very long. So uh -huh. uh, <laughs> anyway, but, but if you are sort of diversifying and you have these different silos of things that add to your life, then if one area of your life is going kind of bad, well, you have all this other stuff to lean on. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I think that's something even with, um, I've been looking, you know, it obviously further into myself, but um, the the topic of happiness came up um, and you actually liked my post I, I put on Facebook and and it was kind of like a aha moment for myself because, you know, for years, you're, for me personally, I've been constantly sitting there, you know, saying I'm searching for happiness, I'm searching for happiness. But when I, when I look at that as a bigger picture, it means that I'm without something, right? Like I haven't had this. And that's so not true. Like I'm, I'm very happy, you know, and, and I'm, I'm realizing and I'm learning how not to depend on others or, you know, situations or jobs or, you know, things for my happiness. It just has to come from within. And I think that's a huge, I made a huge connection with that and vulnerability as well uh, for me personally. So 
it's definitely a self self love discovery that I'm going through right now. <laughs> mm. You're, you're um, on such nice. an interesting journey right now. It's it's wild just how many changes you're looking at making and how much insight you've got going on. It's it's very exciting. It's very weird. <laughs> it's it's a you know I think once you turn a certain age for me personally. Um, again, this is all just me, but. Um, I just wanted to learn more about myself. Like I said, I constantly sit, like sit there and say, I love learning. And so I think that this time is, I mean, there's no time like the present. Um, and I think, you know, certain things just come up in our lives and, you know, gr even grief changes. Like I just lost someone that is very, like I used to be very close with and I'm noticing, you know, I woke up today and I obviously was very emotional and, but I want to take those emotions and I want to have put a like action behind it. And um, I think that's something really different too. Like everything has just changed. So and it's very interesting, that's for sure. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm okay with showing my emotions now. Uh, whereas, you know, a few years ago, I wasn't because I didn't understand vulnerability. I ignored it. I, you know, there's a lot of avoidance. I suppressed and, um, you know, a lot of things. So now I'm just kind of owning my feelings and owning my emotions. And so that's something that it's kind of taught me throughout this little journey I'm on. So. Mm hmm. Do you, do you notice though, there's, there's, is there any difference in terms of the people that you can be vulnerable around? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have a hard time. There's, there's only a few, uh, because it's so new to me and it just, yeah, it's just, I have to, there's a certain amount of people I, I can open up to. Um, uh, but you know, that's a work in progress. I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, I'm not, I'm not reacting right, right, you know, right, right off the bat. And I'm taking some time now before, you know, when I do get upset and that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to remain positive, but not, there's, there's no toxic positivity by any, like by any means. I'm making sure, you know, that I just have a, have a clear head and, and expectations. I used to always put a lot of pressure on myself um, to, uh, you know, re try and reach these goals that were just unreachable. So now I kind of dialed it back and, you know, taking day by day and focusing on, you know, like I said, in the last podcast, staying in the moment and yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good for you. That's, it's important Thank to you. be able to do that. And to, when you're, you're talking about even grief, grief is something that I think creates a tremendous amount of vulnerability in all of us and our culture. We've just not, we don't really have uh, healthy ways of expressing grief in our culture and being vulnerable with that loss. And a lot of people will say, you know, you get pushed to get over it within a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Grief is, a, it's uh, it's a funny thing. I call it a B word, but <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it is, it's interesting and it's very hard for certain people to be vulnerable with, with grief um, from what I I know like I have someone in my life who just can't, cannot let those emotions go. He was told, you know, when his family members passed away in like in, in the past um, that he was the man of the household and it created that, you know, negative, you know, or, or masculine toxic uh, toxicity or whatever. And so he's, he's working through that as well with, with a counselor and stuff, but it's just hard. It's just difficult. It's a very difficult subject. And you're right. We can't talk about this for like 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you could do an entire PhD on it. So <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That'd yeah. be so interesting to learn. Yeah. Well, you know, so of course, and, and I bring up Renee Brown um, as before, because I, I 
wanted to, I know that she writes about vulnerability and I was in a place where I was feeling particularly vulnerable. Uh, you know, some things happened where I felt some old patterns of responses coming up for me. And interesting to be able to acknowledge those with curiosity to know that, hey, you know what, these are not adaptive anymore. These might have served me back when, whatever, when, whenever I uh, developed these reactions, but now it's not helpful. In fact, for example, uh, escaping, blaming myself, taking it personally, that kind of thing that may have worked for me in the past, but it does not work now because it creates more distress. So I, so I go back and I start uh, reading some of uh, her, her work and then stumbled on one of her podcasts, um, a short series where she was talking about the gifts of imperfection. So that's one of her books. That's the 10 year anniversary of it. And mm -hmm. on her website, which I uh, recommended this, this inventory to everyone, it's under the, the gifts in, um, sorry, the gifts hub. She has an inventory where you fill out kind of, it's a survey about, if you are able to let go of certain things that are maladaptive and cultivate the better things, you know, the ones that make you more yourself, more you and uh, things like, you know, moving away from anxiety as a lifestyle and moving towards calm and stillness or moving away from self doubt and the feelings of I'm supposed to do this or that and towards meaningful work. Aww. And, you know, it was really interesting to kind mm -hmm. of go through and rate myself and kind of try to figure out, well, where, where am I? And on this scale. Yeah. What what is stopping me from really being authentic? And my you know, being able to be vulnerable when it counts, that that is actually what stops me sometimes from really being authentically myself. Like being unafraid to absolutely suck at something, but doing it anyway, because I can't be a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll definitely make sure to link that too in um, our information because I think that'd be really helpful for people. It's mm -hmm. hard, you know, it's I find I have a lot of, you know, strong, independent females in my life and uh, they've, they've, excuse me, all had issues with showing vulnerability, you know, they get into that, that mindset that you see all these memes it's like you're a boss ass b and you're a queen and this and that you know what i mean you don't need a man and all this stuff and then they are approaching this new relationship and then they start becoming really fearful um because they have linked vulnerability to weakness like a lot of people my i've known a lot of people um in my past and present that have had that kind of thought process you know mm -hmm. so what what are you know in your opinion um, what are some things and tips and tricks that you can maybe offer to someone who's struggling with vulnerability? Okay, so in terms of advice for being able to own and incorporate one's vulnerability, we, well, you know, it's, again, it's really complex. Uh, but some examples of how someone could be vulnerable in a productive way could be when you have an issue with a loved one, say you, you really want to confront them about something, figuring out how can I confront you without punishing or shaming you? How can I be vulnerable? Kind of take, take my, my hurt and my pain from this not being done, take it down a notch and actually say, listen, when this happens, I feel upset. Can you do this next time? And it's yes. so, such a different experience because what you're doing is you're being productive rather than destructive. And yeah. 
you have to be vulnerable in order to do that. Because when we're lashing out and we're punishing people and shaming them for, you know, pissing us off, uh, well, it feels good in the moment, but it, it really messes with any chance you might have of fixing the issue. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So the other thing about being afraid of owning our vulnerability is being afraid that we're not going to measure up ourselves, that we will disappoint the people around us. And one thing. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's so well, true. Sorry, I got yeah. it. That is so true. Yes, it's, it's in such a huge connection to disappointment. You're, you're absolutely right. Exactly. I've, I've, I've had trouble with this in every area of my life. It, just being afraid of it's not really about being seen the wrong way, but really it's about disappointing people and having people just, you know, kind of write me off. And, yeah. uh, and so that, you know, that's difficult to be able to put yourself in that position. But if you can get past the what if, and you can go towards that, well, if this actually does happen, you know, my even if, if this actually does happen, someone writes you off out of their life or as a friend or thinks that you're useless because why? Because you didn't meet some expectation one time. Is this a person that you really want to be around or really want to impress? Yeah. Probably not. You really want to surround yourself with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is this an, uh, an environment or for perhaps a work culture you want to be a part of, you want to dedicate your life to? Maybe not if they would so easily just write you off because that's cruel. Mm -hmm. So part of the vulnerability is also knowing what do I really have to lose here? The esteem of people that don't want to give me the time of day. Well, that's not very much to lose, is it? No, not at all. And truly, we're usually overthinking it too. Most people, <laughs> most people don't think about us as much as we think about ourselves. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, parts, parts of, the work that has to be done on a daily basis is recognizing when you feel, you know, that feeling of being kind of like a scared little kid. Mm -hmm. And, and when you're worrying about something that's outside of your control, it can be very empowering to actually just put words to it and say, you know, I'm feeling this way right now. And even if it's not logical, I'm going to give myself the grace and the respect to just feel it acknowledge it and then try to push past it yeah that's actually really good advice it's hard right like I feel like a lot of people when we say like we're gonna feel our emotions we kind of unpack our baggage there and then the biggest thing is it's like not to live in that home you know what I mean like you're unpacking and and then like not to live there like it's just you gotta pack that up and then move on kind of thing mm -hmm. I think a lot of us sometimes can can kind of just stay there because it's comfortable well, and we can't even discount the positive aspect of unpacking. Some people might look at that and go, well, I don't have enough time to deal with it all. So I'm just going to keep it packed. Well, no, actually unpacking, you know, taking the bricks out of the backpack, as we say, with that analogy of uh, how much we carry all the time, taking them out and examining them and giving yourself a, even a tiny break. That does make a difference. Like, so mm -hmm. let's not discount the actions that we take to make things better for ourselves. Yeah, that's very true. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, so obviously, we have tons of free um, and very helpful resources on um, our www.kellymagazine. Um, we don't really talk about that website actually that much. 
So I was kind of kind of wanted just to do a little plug in about it just because it is really important. So do you want to talk about the Kelly Magazine website? The Kelly Magazine website, beautiful website. It was originally designed by um, one of our um, media coordinators, Piper, actually. And she the the magazine was really it was kind of her. What's the word? I mean, it was just a project that she loved and she put so much into it that when she eventually left to go back to school, none of us wanted to touch it because <laughs> we were because <laughs> we were being perfectionists and we didn't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. But but you, Cassandra, you were able to jump in and really, I mean, just use your expertise in design and work with the the therapists at Kelly Mental Health Clinic in putting together such beautiful articles on mental health issues, you know, things like what it's like to be a therapist and uh, what it's like to have mental health issues and what treatment for certain mental health issues looks like, making it super down to earth and relatable. And the magazine website, uh, it is actually probably we're going to have a little bit more traffic on it soon because we have something coming up for it soon. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to announce that in the future. Yes, we do have um, something coming up and we're, we, we are very excited for it. We're hoping that, you know, we the biggest thing about Kelly Mental Health is something that I, I loved about the organization from the very beginning is, you know, that it just all you guys want to do is help. And that's something that I truly, it's just, I feel it. And it's just so nice to work for such an incredible organization. And yes, um, this website is absolutely incredible. So please check it out. There's tons of resources, articles on there, and um, it's just super helpful. So, and we also, obviously you can get to it. You can go to www.kellymentalhealth.com under resources. It's all linked there as well. Um, there's literally articles, uh, written by our therapists and, uh, some local, um, people as well. And it talks a lot about, um, you know, just tons of, tons of things, anxiety, vulnerability, um, you know, what to expect during counseling, all that kind of stuff. So definitely, definitely helpful, um, articles on there. So, yeah. (laughs) And I appreciate again, you taking the reins with that and us moving forward, especially with very vulnerable topics, things Mm -hmm. that we don't know how it's going to hit. We don't know, but we're doing this with the best of intentions to help people out in our community and across the world. So uh, this has been, you know, a really interesting journey and uh, a lot of anxiety to overcome, I think for all of us. Yes, I agree with that. So, (laughs) all right. Final thought, Linda, I know you have your lovely daughter there with you, hanging out with you. So we'll make this quick. (laughs) Well, sometimes when, when she gets a little bit too worked up, I just start doing, I just, just start batting on her mouth a little bit. And then it, it kind of distracts her a little bit. (laughs) So so she'll go from crying to, uh, (laughs) so you know there's nothing wrong when you're a little anxious or upset or distressed there's nothing wrong with being goofy and kind of distracting yourself (laughs) 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 okay thank you thanks for having us (laughs) thanks linda